0: Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Plain Sight Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob, and today we're going to be talking some music. Um, We're going to be talking about a band that is, uh, I mean, it's kind of cringy, I guess, but, you know, they're, they're near and dear to my heart. I kind of grew up listening to this band, and surprisingly enough, over time, they've kind of adapted a lot of occult symbolism and themes and imagery in their music and their music videos so I thought why not kind of uh, indulge in you know a guilty pleasure I'm talking about bring me the horizon Um, it started out as kind of like a deathcore metalcore band uh they started out more of deathcore went metalcore and they've kind of um they've actually had a pretty interesting career i mean not to say that all their music is good i think some of their music is pretty trash to be honest but they they they've done some interesting things here and there and they've made some interesting sounds um and They actually just released a music video for a new song called Strangers. I think that's what it's called. And that was kind of what triggered me wanting to do this. And um, I'm I'm well-versed in Bring Me the Horizon. So they have been around since 2006. So almost 15 years, which is crazy because I literally remember – I- listening to s- s- some of their first couple records in middle school um being a little seen kid seen wannabe kid um but i guess i'll just go ahead and hop in because what i like i said earlier what i really want to focus on is their occult symbolism and and there's a lot of it which i think is worth talking about because they've they've gotten big they've gotten really popular i mean some of these songs on spotify have hundreds of millions of listens uh their youtube videos are very popular um they've they've grown to be a very popular band believe it or not um uh, they've kind of gone the more you know, where they started out playing very heavy music, they now play more kind of rock, uh, electronic pop, pop rock, I guess, but it has a, it still has a kind of heavy groove to it, and um, there's worse things out there you could listen to. So the first music video I'm gonna mention uh, is Mantra, Mantra. Mantra, mantra, tomato, tomato. I don't think it fucking matters, but, um, the song is okay. I don't think it's one of their better songs, to be honest, but, um, it's alright. It's a good rock song. But I really want to just focus on the visuals, mostly in some of the lyrics here. So the music video starts out and they're in, um, some sort of mansion you know Oliver's like he's the lead the lead singer of this band so sorry about that that was my computer um so he's in most of their music videos starring um anyways so the video starts out and they're in a mansion and there's a, there's a bunch of people in this mansion and um there's like checkerboard floors on the ground um now, I've mentioned this before. I think I mentioned it in my Don't Look Up uh, review or analysis, but talking about Masonic checkerboard floors and seeing checkerboard floors in music videos and movies and, you know, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I, not... I mean, I guess I am. I'm pretty much that guy. I mean, anytime I see a checkerboard floor and some, something coming out of... The music industry or the film industry, um, there's usually some sort of symbolic meaning to it. Um, uh, The checkerboard floor is black and white, so good and evil, light and dark. Um, I think, and I'm not 100% sure about this, but I'm pretty sure that the checkerboard floor was also on the floor of Solomon's Temple. That was mentioned in the Bible. I don't know if that's in Babylon or... Uh, I don't know where Solomon's Temple was. It doesn't matter. It's not important, but this is symbolism that we see all the time. And as this podcast, I continue doing this podcast, you're going to hear me mention checkerboard floors all the fucking time. All right. Now, like I said, there's a big bunch of people in this mansion. It's almost like a party-type thing going on, but... um. A lot of them are wearing masks, and this is significant because uh, of its relevance to the film Eyes Wide Shut, which is a film directed by Stanley Kubrick in the 90s. Uh, I can't remember the exact date. But if you're into this sort of thing like Illuminati, secret society, conspiracy type films especially eyes wide shut is kind of like the granddaddy of them all basically um and a lot of other pieces of media have referenced eyes wide shut in these parties because there's a very famous scene in the film where tom cruise goes to this um big mansion and there's all these people wearing masks and it's 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 a legendary scene if you haven't seen the movie i would highly encourage you to seek it out it's i think it's kubrick's it might be kubrick's best movie i don't know not probably not his best but one of his best i think it's underrated um so also wanted to go ahead and mention some of the lyrics here he starts out oliver sykes he starts out saying do you want to start a cult with me i'm not vibrating like i ought to be i need a purpose I can't keep surfing through this existential misery. So these lyrics are a little bit angsty, but uh, I do think that there's um, a deeper message being said in a lot of these lyrics. And um, I'm gonna try not to be like too philosophical on this, but uh, I mean, there are a lot of discussions to be had when you when you're talking about the occult and conspiracy theories. You you end up kind of talking about things like the meaning of life and why we're here and our purpose and morals and morality and religion and all sorts of things so um these lyrics i'm not vibrating like i ought to be um albert einstein i mean he was the guy who said that everything in life is vibration um and that idea gets discussed a lot in, like, quantum theory and quantum physics because, I guess, since everything that, that makes up our reality, that makes up matter, the atoms or the, the the particulate, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist, okay? But everything is constantly in motion, you know? This is a part of physics, I guess. And things that appear stationary are vibrating. Everything is vibration. Um now, as the music video goes on, it becomes a lot more clear that, yeah, the, the, video, the, the video is kind of promoting the idea of Bring Me the Horizon being a cult of some sort, you know, um, which <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting in a couple of ways because in one way, it is kind of like a cult. I would argue, um, you know, in the video, Oliver is sitting on a throne and people are, like the crowd, the people at the party or whatever, they're all on their knees with their arms up, you know, in a worship kind of way. So uh, in one hand, you get this message of, like, we're brainwashing you and and this music is brainwashing you and we want you to be a part of this – cult because the world is shitty and our music is relatable and good so come join our cult but I also think it's making a statement about the worship of celebrities and the worship of musical groups you know musical acts or I mean you could apply it to anything really that people feel some sort of attachment to and there's some sort of tight knit community around it you know, I mean, <laughs> this is like it's the Trump people, you know, MAGA people. I mean, that is pretty much a cult, right? Um, but that's what this the lyrics even say. Um, I'm not very vibrating like I ought to be. I need a purpose. I can't keep surfing through this existential misery. And that's what it comes down to for a lot of cults um, is, I think, people feel a need to belong or or a purpose and not I don't think everybody feels it I mean I'm sure everybody feels it but probably to varying degrees but I am I've always been really interested in cults and um, cults interest me just because uh, a lot of the time cults are made up of regular everyday normal people you know doctors lawyers lawyers retail workers uh just normal everyday people that kind of get swept up into a belief system really is what a lot of it comes down to and that's kind of how our world operates in a lot of ways too if you want to get even deeper with it because society runs especially american society it's structured in a certain kind of way to where you you don't have I mean, you kind of have to be a part of the cult to to find some sort of purpose. I, I mean, we, we all work our jobs and we all strive to make money and, and have freedom and, you know, live a life that we want. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense or if you s- understand where I'm trying to go with that. But if not, it's totally my fault. Because some of this stuff I get kind of rambly with. um, But I have a lot of notes here. And I feel like this podcast... I feel like this episode is already going to be way too long. I mean, I'm talking about fucking Bring Me the Horizon. I mean, at at this point in time, I don't really consider Bring Me the Horizon more than like a teeny bop rock band. But um, like I said, there's a lot worth talking about in the music and their symbolism. So Yeah. I also wanted to mention this promotional thing that they had to promote the album for this song, Mantra. Um the album was called Ammo, I'm pretty sure. So to promote it in August of 2018, all these posters started showing up in, like, kind of big hub cities around the world. Um, And these posters had the unicursal hexagram on them. And I'm going to talk more about the unicursal hexagram in just a second, but it had the unicursal hexagram on it and a phone number and a tagline saying, Do you want to start a cult with me? So you would call the number on the poster, and there were these creepy messages that served as a kind of teaser for the album but the the messages were uh creepy to say the least welcome to mantra don't think don't question just believe I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Please, help. So, like I said, Mantra was the first single for their album Ammo, and it was on the cover of Ammo that I noticed the Universal Hexagram for the first time in any of their marketing or Imagery or anything. I noticed it on the front of this album cover and I was like, oh fuck. I gotta I gotta dive in because the unicursal hexagram is If you're into the occult at all, then this uh, Sigil symbol will Stand out to you. Um, I mean basically it just means Illuminati confirmed but for those of you who don't know, the universal Hexagram is a symbol that I guess was really made popular by occultist Aleister Crowley, and because it was this, the symbol that he made for his religion of Thelema, or his belief system. Do what thou wilt, will be the whole of the law. Um, and for Thelema, the universal Hexagram was what he used to signify it. Now... The symbol was also associated with the Order of the Golden Dawn, and that's where Aleister Crowley got it because he was in the Order of the Golden Dawn, the OTO, and um, they stated that the symbol represented the sun and the moon ro- ruling over the four elements united and from the spirit. Now I have a little, I have a link here that I was gonna just take another glimpse at yeah so a hexagram if you don't know um, is a six-pointed star created by placing two equilateral triangles onto each other in a concentric manner and it's hard to explain but um just go into google and type in unicursal hexagram and it'll come up but um it dates back to as late as the 16th century. And I'm pretty sure that John D also used this sigil in some of his um, Enochian angel rituals, which I'm looking into right now and going to be doing an episode on at some point. So it's a significant symbol. And... I also figured I'd mention a couple more instances of it being used that I've noticed. Um, One more recently was in the Disney Plus show Loki at the end of the credits for the Time Variant Authority. Loki is a really trippy show, and there's a lot of concepts in that that i mean i could probably do a whole episode on that show and probably will at some point but um i noticed it there um it's on the loading screen of uncharted 3 if you've ever played the uncharted series um you know which kind of has to do with like secret societies and tre- treasure hunts and all that sort of thing and The band Tool, if you're familiar with the band Tool, they've used it on their drum sets. Their drummer has it on some of their drums. And probably the most interesting use of it as of late would have to be Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. They had it as a symbol for an album cover that they just recently did, and they made it kind of in tandem with this movie, That was called Studio 666, and the symbol is in the movie as well. Now, this all becomes interesting because uh, of Taylor Hawkins recently passing away, and there's some... (laughs) I mean, I've heard some ideas floated around. I mean, it's the fucking internet, okay, and we're talking conspiracy theories here, so Um, there's some ideas that he may have been ritually sacrificed um, because allegedly he was not happy with his touring schedule the band's touring schedule and dave Grohl i think was not uh very sensitive about it he, i think he get just flat out said well here's 20 more tour dates like like we're not slowing down at all and I mean I I guess that's how it is man If you can't keep up If you can't um, If you can't be a slave to the record company And the touring schedule And the deadlines And the interviews and the press And everything that comes with being In a band or in a musician Then they just Whack you <laughs> They whack you off That's what they do Allegedly I don't know how much truth there is to that, but just thought it was worth mentioning. Um, And there was one more song off of this album that I wanted to mention because it has sort of Illuminati-type implications um, for a couple reasons, but one in that it's a nihilist message. And the song is called Nihilist Blues. (laughs) I mean, pretty self-explanatory, right? Um, Nihilism is interesting because... Uh, I, I don't like to compare it to... I wouldn't compare it to Gnosticism, which I've talked about before, but in terms of the song, the I find these, these lyrics resonated with me. I'm a spirit in a tomb, and paradise is in my soul, and I'm terrified I can't get out. I'm lost in a labyrinth. We are lost in a labyrinth. Now... Spirit in a tomb. This is kind of a not. This, uh, this is a Gnostic idea. This this passage, the those lyrics that I just read, are more what I would describe to be Gnostic than I would Nihilist. So these two things kind of go hand in hand though a lot when you're looking into these sorts of things, because on one hand you have Gnosticism, which basically sti- is uh, a sort of offshoot of Christianity that says that the earth and our bodies are basically you know prisons in a way you know and in, in this line I'm a spirit in a tomb paradise is in my soul and I'm afraid I can't get out um, and it's this idea that our bodies are like a tomb in a way and that the true essence of ourselves it, it's inside of us but the material world and everything that we experience is just um, some sort of holographic projection or illusion or, or The idea of a labyrinth. Um, he mentions the labyrinth and this is a concept that um, I'm gonna be talking about a lot more, but it's this idea that our existence as human beings in this reality is like being lost in a maze, basically. Um, some pieces of media that I wrote down to, to demonstrate this, one of those would be Prisoners, directed by Denis Villeneuve, who is like a really amazing director. This guy is on some shit. He knows some shit. Um, but that film has to do with child abduction and... And it has direct references to Freemasonry. And Jake Gyllenhaal's character's name in the film is actually Loki, who I just mentioned earlier, uh, where they had the Universal hexagram in the credits of the Loki show. So little tidbits here and there connect. Um, and I mentioned that film because the maze becomes a central concept to that film. And I won't get too deep into it, but um, the show Westworld is another really good example where the plot kind of revolves around this guy um, trying to discover the secrets of a maze that he's trying to uncover. And a couple other examples that I could think of... Um, Kubrick's The Shining, um, at the end of the film, you know, they're running through a maze, and the maze plays a big, it's kind of a central theme in the film, the maze, and, um, one of the Harry Potter films, the end of Goblet of Fire, Harry goes through a maze, um, to get to the Uh, the the cup or whatever that ends up teleporting him to shape-shifting Voldemort. And um, this idea is also referenced by Mac Miller, who I'm a big fan of, and I figured I would just mention his little uh, tidbit about the maze. Um, And this is uh, the song Ladders. He says... um, besides even if the castle's made of sand just might slip into the sea fuck it all if it all ain't me maybe we inside the maze somehow we gotta find a way so basically just there this this idea that i'm talking about here that we are in a sort of spiritual maze that 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 life the way life plays out is almost like a labyrinth because it never ends it never stops you know <laughs> that's why like when it rains it pours and there's we're constantly um i mean life can be a struggle it can be a struggle and i would argue, could argue would argue that it is very much like a maze um like these people say um now it's also worth mentioning that Grimes is also on this song and I could do a whole ass episode about her alone. She's Illuminati confirmed, you know, she was married to Elon Musk and um she has so much like transhumanism, alien, Illuminati, new world order type shit in her music. Um I uh, But I'm I'm not going to get too deep into her I'm going to move on to their next album, Bring Me the Horizons' next album, which is where they really doubled down on the thalima and and these ideas, these occult ideas. So um, the first single from the album... Now, this album is called Post-Human Survival Horror, which I find to be an interesting title because... um, it does feel like that at times. Um, this came out during COVID, I think kind of at the height of COVID, and it does feel like we're moving more and more into a kind of post-human survival horror story, you know, where anything could happen at any time, and um, the state of the world is just very fragile right now, I feel like, and... and. um this song kind of, or this album kind (laughs) of is the sort of thing you'd probably be listening to in in a post-apocalyptic setting. But um, I mentioned this first single, Ludens, uh, because it has to do, it's a reference to Hideo Kojima, who is a video game developer, uh, he is responsible for the Metal Gear Solid series which I never really got into but Ludens is their his productions company's icon mascot and this song was composed for the video game Death Stranding um and Hideo Kojima he's He's worth mentioning alone just because he has a very cryptic and esoteric style of storytelling. And I would not be surprised at all if Metal Gear Solid had some kind of occult ideas woven into him. Because he's he's also really good friends with like Hollywood film directors like Guillermo del Toro and Nicholas Winding Refn. And those two guys, I know for a damn fact, those two guys are very familiar with a lot of this stuff because Guillermo del Toro, he did, like, Kronos, which is literally Saturn. Um, He did Pan's Labyrinth, which Pan has to do, has connections to Saturn as well. And um, The Shape of Water, which is kind of this alien-human-hybrid love story. Um. So, and, and the music video for this song mostly just features the unicursal hexagram, very big front and center with the band, and that's the only reason I really mention it, just because it has that so blatantly. Uh, if you just want a good example of them using the unicursal hexagram blatantly Ludens, go ahead and look up that video. Um, Now, the next video they put out was a song for a song called Obey, and I really don't like this song. Uh, I find it cringy and just not a good song. I don't like this song, Um, and it partly has to do with the fact that they did it with this guy, Youngblood, and he is annoying as fuck. He's like this uh, punk rocker guy who's popular right now. I think he's done some shit with Machine Gun Kelly and... You know, bring me the horizon now. And um, but, anyways, I don't want to get too deep into them. There's just a few things I wanted to note about the video. Um, it's basically like a big giant kaiju type fight with Oliver Sykes piloting a big giant mech droid thing. It's a big kaiju type thing, and of course, it has the universal hexagram on its forehead. You know where your third eye would be. And Oliver Sykes himself looks interesting in the video, too, because he has this star-like eyelash design over his right eye, which I believe to be a reference to Stanley Kubrick's film, Clockwork Orange. Now, that's significant because, I mean, Stanley Kubrick, if you, if you spend a lot of time going down the rabbit hole... Certain names, certain figures, certain people in film and music come up again and again. Like in music, people like uh, David Bowie, the Beatles, uh, Mick Jagger. Um, These are kind of occult-like people that have occult connections. And and, in movies, Stanley Kubrick is a big one. He's a really big one. So in the film of clockwork orange the main character has a fake eyelash on one eye uh, punctuating it now i believe that this is a sign used to symbolize enlightenment that you know he's uh, in an awakened state of sorts what he they believe to be an awakened state but clockwork orange is about a dystopian futuristic society where the rule of law has basically crumbled and people live in ultra violent hyper-sexualized society. So, I mean, it's sounds a little bit like fucking where we're headed now, but, um, it's a very disturbing film. And I honestly, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're looking to watch some like fucked up shit, but it, it is a fucked up movie. Um, So, Youngblood, he's in some kaiju-type thing, and he also has a sigil symbol on his robot's head, but I'm not super familiar with it. I think it could be, like, a monotheistic symbol because of what happens. Like, the robots basically fight, and then they kiss, and they make up. So, it's almost like maybe saying that in the beginning you know, this Kralian, do what thou Wilt" type religion is clashing with the more Christian, monotheistic-type religion that we're used to. And eventually, there will be a time where these two come together. Is kind of how I interpreted the video, but there's no telling. It it could uh, mean anything. You can interpret it however the fuck you want. Um... Now, what what the song itself reminds me of a lot is a couple things. First of all, They Live. I mean, the song is called Obey. And if you've seen the movie They Live, it's about aliens controlling the world. They're here. They control the world. And when you put on sunglasses, you can see the world for what it really is. uh, You know, a capitalistic nightmare where... Fucking aliens rule everything. And in that film, obey and consume are big things. They're, they're big words. They're big um, symbols that kind of get lodged into people's subconscious. Um, obey, consume, obey, consume. And there's also an old National Anthem broadcast. And you can look this up on YouTube. I, I believe it's real. I mean, it looks pretty real to me. Like, it's an old broadcast of the national anthem and because they used to do this on tv i mean when tv started here in america at the end of um the night when all the programming was done all the channels were done they would play the national anthem at the end of every night and in this clip there's these subliminal messages that are flashing and in between the transition between the lyrics and they say all this creepy shit, like, obey and consume and trust the government. So, um, just some weird shit. And the lyrics, uh, I, I was thinking I might mention the lyrics. Yeah, um, another day, another post-traumatic order Brainwashed and feeling fine. Uh, So I think that's kind of just commenting on how we wake up every day and there's like a new new PTSD-triggering story in the news and how we're all just kind of brainwashed and just going through the motions and, oh, we're just fine. We're fine even though the world is fucking on fire and, you know, the United States is on the brink of fucking... Complete chaos. And, and the world is just on the brink of chaos. It's... I think that's all, all that's trying to say. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to mention this. There's nothing to see here. It's under control. We're only gambling with your soul. Obey whatever you do. Just don't wake up and smell the corruption. So, I find this interesting and in a... I don't know. Kind of, I'm going to go the darker route with it. Because... The whole idea that Bring Me the Horizon is promoting here is that we're a cult, and we want you to join our cult. And they're not, like, literal, actually a cult. They're just saying that, hey, if you like our music, come be a part of our music, you know. And that's that, right? But some of these lyrics, um, I mean, I get what they're saying. I, I... get that there's probably there is a statement trying to be made about consumerism and obeying and not questioning authority but um i mean the lyrics feel like they're telling you i mean they feel like they're talking to the listener they're like we're only gambling with your soul Obey whatever you do. Just don't wake up and smell the corruption. And I mean, while some people are waking up and smelling the corruption, not everybody is and not everybody's doing it in a way that's productive. So I don't know. Are Bring Me the Horizon just a part of the agenda? Are they a part of the programming? Are they do they know what they're doing by um manipulating the youth into um, (laughs) buying merchandise with (laughs) Aleister Crowley's uh, Unicursal Hexagram on it. I don't know. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say, but I don't know. Um, So I guess there's like three more songs I'm going to mention. This one, I really just wanted to mention this song because I really like this song. I think it's... Probably the best song on the album. Or my favorite song on the album. It's called Kingslayer. Um, because. Um, it ties in nicely to everything we're talking about. But. Um, the lyrics here are high. Are you looking for the other side? Feel like nothing ever seems quite right. Are you circling the drain pipe? Getting off on pain like you're corrupted. So. This is talking about how, I don't know, before I started getting into conspiracy theories and the occult and looking for these sorts of things, like looking back, it did seem like this part of my life was missing. And it's a part of my life now. Like, I first went down the rabbit hole probably like six or seven years ago. And I've never looked back, you know, like I've never been the same. Um, and the the song actually mentions um, going down the rabbit hole. It says, this is your wake-up call. We're going down the rabbit hole. Um, wipe the system. You're a puppet when they cut your strings off. Don't come crawling back. You're on your own. No, this is what I wanted to mention. Um, Life is encrypted. You are modified like a virus in a lullaby. Artificial till the day you die. Silly program. You're corrupted. Wipe the system and back up. You're a puppet. When they cut your strings off, don't come crawling back. You're on your own. So these lyrics are... These are also kind of, like, I don't know if it's, like, Gnostic. Um, but, I don't know. If you're into the ancient alien thing, this kind of ties into it, you know? Like, it says, life is encrypted. You are modified like a virus in a lullaby. Um, kind of playing with the idea that life is like a simulation I know Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, they've talked about this sort of thing, but um, I think there's some credence to it and the idea that, you know, we're just a part of this program that's running. Um, it's kind of scary to think about, and the song really encapsulates that. And that's... I guess that's mostly why I wanted to mention it. Now... um Teardrops. Yes, this is another one I wanted to to mention. I really like this video. I love how it's shot. Um, And I like the ideas in it. But basically, this video starts with Oliver alone sitting on a bed while the song plays. And then there's this one little quick cut of what uh, I guess we'll call like this demonic alien being, she's like her demonic alien lady, okay she shows up a few times throughout the video now Oliver, he's like sitting up on his bed and then he falls back and the scene cuts to him falling into a deep pit of water and this cut this transition to him falling into the water this kind of screams the abyss to me And this is an idea popularized by Friedrich Nietzsche. Nietzsche? Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I've heard about him before. Um, And he's the guy who said, Beware that when fighting monsters, you yourself do not become a monster. For when you gaze long into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. Which is what I believe the whole music video... To basically be about like that's what this video is about, um the abyss, and um in talking about the occult, this idea comes up because it's the idea is that there are people manipulating us through knowing about the abyss, knowing how our subconscious reptilian brain. I mean, they know that we love fast food. They know that we like sex and drugs and rock and roll. And they appeal to us in that way. And, and in that way, they kind of control us. Um. Now, it also kind of reminds me of the sunken place in Get Out. Okay. Which, is kind of like the abyss when he falls into the black pit of like nothingness and it's like the void. It's the abyss. Um, Kanye West has talked about The Sunken Place before. And what's also interesting in the music video is Ollie is seen in a bathtub with a gun pointing towards his head. Now this is significant for a couple of reasons. Um... Water is symbolic. Bathtubs are symbolic in the occult and in religion. Well, uh, in the, like examples in pop culture Constantine, Inception, The Matrix, Stranger Things. All these films have pools of water that serve as a sort of entrance to another realm. Okay, so that's where the symbolism comes into the water. And it's also significant because multiple celebrities uh, have also died in the bathtub. So those being Whitney Houston and Whitney Houston's 22-year-old daughter, who had actually talked about how she was scared of bathtubs because of what happened to her mother. But she also died in a bathtub. Um, Jim Morrison who also has occult connections. I mean I could very easily do a whole episode on Jim Morrison and the doors and the 27 Club because he was 27 years old when they found him in the bathtub. Um, Judy Garland was also found in a bathtub which is very significant because of the Wizard of Oz and its connections to the order of the golden dawn and its occult connections and mk ultra programming i mean it is fitting uh, almost in a way that judy garland would pass away in the bathtub because of what it symbolizes it is almost representative of going somewhere over the rainbow if that makes any sense so the rest of the video shows this like demonic alien entity um, hovering over Oliver Sykes, and we're also shown a bunch of different drugs and playing that, implying that this demon is like a manifestation of his own demonic behavior. Um, but I, I also mention this demon because it kind of ties into the Archons, um, who are in Gnosticism. They're like the demonic aliens that possess people, essentially, and. Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to read this from GnosticismExplained.org It says Despite their sometimes lacking incompetence the archons were extremely powerful beings whom the Gnostics dreaded The reality of the rulers quotes Ephesians 6.12 So this is from the Bible Our contest is not against flesh and blood, rather the authorities of the world and the spiritual hosts of wickedness so, to make the point that the archons were what stood behind between humankind and salvation, it was they whom Christ had been sent to earth to overcome um, yeah, I meant to edit these notes right here, so but anyways, last song I'm gonna mention here um. Again, with this video, this song is called Die For You. Um, So once again, with this video, we see the unicursal hexagram. Um, And this time, it's seen burnt or cut into the front of a wooden door. Except this time, there's like four other symbols. The top one being a bat, and the bottom one being a crescent moon. The left, a yin-yang symbol. And I think the same thing is on the right. I can't really tell. So the crescent moon could symbolize a few things. Um, I know that the crescent moon is also used as a symbol for Mercury. Now these two characters they walk through the door down a hallway into another door, and the word "hellhole" is graffitied above it. Um, and then there's also like a pentagram scene, and like a demonic looking face with like a reptilian eye and a pentagram and then there's a guy at the doorway um they're told it's a private party but then she flashes the universal hexagram on her wrist and he lets her in and bring me the horizons in there rocking out with a bunch of demonic looking vampires um so there's there's not much more to mention outside of this stuff but the video does end in raining blood which is something that I've noticed in other kind of Illuminati confirmed type music videos. Um, The most notable one being Post Malone Rockstar featuring 21 Savage. That one ends in blood being rained on and raining on everyone and Um, There's also a raining blood type scene in the movie Hostile 2, which really fucked me up. But it had um, occult implications. Um, There's also some one-eye imagery associated with these guys. These guys um, aren't really shy about putting um, their one-eye symbolism out there, so... I, I think Bring Me the Horizon, they're Illuminati Confirmed. <laughs> uh, this, this was an entirely too long podcast to just say, oh, yeah, Bring Me the Horizon, they're like Illuminati Confirmed. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think um, they're Illuminati Confirmed, or do you think they're just being edgy and trying to bring in the, the youngsters I don't know. I, I I think it's interesting and definitely worth following. So hopefully, I'll be doing some more um, episodes pretty soon. Um, I haven't posted in quite a while, um, and I apologize for that. But I do plan on continuing uh, just whenever I can, whenever I get the chance. Um, life is. <laughs> like we were saying earlier, you know, life is kind of like a maze. So you just kind of have to figure it out. And um, this is still something I want to do. So if you're listening and you're still listening, uh, thank you. And I hope you stick around and stay subscribed. And hopefully I'll, I mean, I should have more good stuff coming in the future.